Hey everyone, it is Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We want to thank the following people for going to patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons and supporting our show. So a huge thank you to Derek Haynes. Dr. Jason Woods. Jamal Newman. Melanie Harker. Allison Keene. The one and only Sean Paul Ellis. And the amazing Dave Trumbor. Oh, thank you so much. Now, it might sound kind of weird that we are thanking some familiar people and ourselves in this list, but we want to let you listeners out there know that we are not just asking you to support us through Patreon. We are actually putting our hard-earned dollars uh, into the show as well. So we just want to say thank you to those who have supported. And for anyone who can't but would like to help, that, help out the show in some way, feel free to share our Patreon page within your social media circles. It would really help a lot. So thank you, guys. We appreciate you going to patreon.com slash Cartoons to sponsor and support our podcast. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from futuristic Japan, also just known as Japan, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, fresh off his training for the next super fighting tournament, it's Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, bud? (laughs) Uh, David, 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 buddy, I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good. How's your training going? Whew, it is tough. I'll be honest, though. I have, I've been... On my cheat days, yeah. I've been popping some sensu beans, and I am, like, right back into the fold. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great things about it. Uh, you know, highly controlled by the FDA, but if you can get your hands on them, sensu beans are the way to go. I was, I was reading a statistic today that they were saying uh, opioids, yeah. um, heroin, mm-hmm. marijuana, mm-hmm. and then the top, the top, like, category one drug was sensu beans. That was a no- that's sensu a new bean. number one. Yeah. 2016, uh, more sensu bean uh, ODs uh, than all three of those other drugs combined. Yeah, you, it's, guys, it's really you got to be responsible with your sensu bean intake. Uh, I think number five, rounding out the top five Schedule One drugs, was Zook. If I'm not mistaken, it was definitely, it was definitely, it was definitely, it was Zook, <laughs> and then it was Crystal Twist, yeah. and then it's Red Eye. <laughs> yeah, I love that the cartoon drugs have made it into our nations. They would actually not surprise me with the current administration. However. <laughs> Uh, sensu beans that's great so you must be i mean that's like some super powerful stuff you must be training with some like real heavyweights uh i am i am training with some kais okay cool so like uh, inter- interdimensional the... spirit spirit gods okay got that yeah absolutely you know and so you know it's one of those things where i really feel like i want to unlock the potential in me we've joked enough on this show mm-hmm. about p90x and tony horton <laughs> and so I felt after finishing P90X and P90X3, I was like, maybe I could take it one step further. Yeah. Maybe I can better myself with some additional training from, from otherworldly beings to kind of see, you know, am I really ready? Am I, am I prepping to be the best fighter that I can be? I love it. I'm currently just working on like just typical kind of samurai skills, like more just terrestrial, just kind of based here on earth, just Bushido code and the, the honor and... <laughs> a little bit of time travel here and there just to kind of stretch my you know resume oh but oh yeah you well, know I mean, normal that, stuff oh well, yeah i mean you know rule of three that third one that kind of threw me for a twist there a crystal <laughs> the, twist uh, with, yeah and now uh, i see what you did yeah. there but just sort of the uh little little bit of uh dabbling in some of the the spice of life which is time travel yeah i love so. time travel as, as a spice of life it's fantastic yeah uh, so speaking of time travel it's kind of funny the shows that we're talking about tonight and we're not going to talk about them in kind of the traditional way over the last few episodes sean and i have kind of 
it's a more relaxed approach, just kind of a conversational approach of what we are watching for fun, what we are getting caught up on, what we're not necessarily watching for the show, but something that we're still enjoying as just cartoon enthusiasts. And lately, you know, within the last year or so, these two particular shows have come back or have been new uh, iterations of franchises that have been around for decades. And it's kind of crazy that they're both coming out at around the same time. They have nothing to do with each other. They just happen to be two shows we're talking about together on one episode. But right. <laughs> we're obviously talking Samurai Jack, um, the fifth season, the new season, after you know it came onto the air 15, 16 years ago. Uh, the, right. the newest season just concluded, and it's pretty much the series conclusion as well. And then we also have Dragon Ball Super, which is the latest chapter in a long-running Dragon Ball saga that goes back to, what, the 80s? Oh man, eighties in my, Japan remember, and like the original original yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball, yeah, yeah. For the, I mean, not only that, but I mean, just the the manga went back even, you know, was like early, was like I think, mid eighties, early to mid eighties, early and then to mid eighties. Finally, did the anime adaptation, and then by the time that came over to the Americas, and then obviously the big one for us and for people of our age was Dragon Ball Z. That was kind of right. my first gateway into the whole Dragon Ball thing. Um, so we'll briefly talk about sort of how we came into both of them. Which one do you want to start with, Tony? You want to do DB Super? We can get into DB stuff, yeah. Yeah, let's get into DB Super. DB Cooper is the is not <laughs> not the anime series we're talking about today. It's DB Super, just to clarify. We'll talk about DB Cooper if, another night. If anybody gets DB Cooper mixed up with this, kudos to you. You're on, because you're that... on the Zook. You're on some real good drugs at that point. <laughs> how many? How many? I mean, because he's he's a voice actor, correct? DB Cooper. DB Cooper. <laughs> I don't think D.B. Cooper is a voice actor. I'll leave that right. up to the Googlers out there. Fair enough. We'll put that together. All right. Let's, let's talk about uh, Dragon Ball just in general then. Did you ever watch the original or read the original manga at all? Just Dragon Ball. Straight I never, Dragon Ball. I, I think I went back years afterwards and checked out uh, the original Dragon Ball manga and had watched a little bit of the, the anime, yeah. but I did not really get into Dragon Ball and... and specifically as you had mentioned dbz until you and i were actually both at pit oh interesting and because that was the first opportunity that i had available to be able to to watch cartoon network i forgot and so the second that was on it became sort of one of those rituals where you know after classes or whatever i was doing i think it came on around like maybe 4 or four thirty. yeah it was like the tsunami so, thing yeah right and so i would end up coming back uh to my residence hall like sitting down and just kind of like watching Dragon Ball Z. I was 19, 20 years yeah. old, I guess, at this point. And so it was something where I, I had never watched, I'd never really had access to, to anything like yeah. this, except for maybe every once in a while, I, you know, I could get because I worked at a blockbuster video bragging. Uh, I worked. <laughs> these are all these are all very old statements that I'm making. I worked at a blockbuster and I used to watch Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. Yeah. And I didn't have Cartoon Network <laughs> access until I was 20 years old. Exactly. Yeah. So I, um, I had very limited access to it. And when I did finally get it, it was something where I think it was right in the middle of sort of the, it was the beginning of the Frieza saga. Okay. And so, That's a great place to come uh, in. I mean, it's crazy because you're just like, right. well, who are these freaks and what is going on? But yeah. And, and so it really did drop me kind of like right in yeah. and I was extremely excited. All the different characters, Ginyu Force, everybody. And, but it did that tsunami thing where it would get up to a certain point and then it would reset the episode. So uh, if I was watching from like episode 30 yeah. to episode maybe 60, once it would supposed to roll over to 61, it would just go back to 30 to allow them to continue to do dubs yeah. 
And so I had to wait another 30 episodes and hopefully, fingers crossed, by the time I got back there, we would roll over to 61 instead of resetting all the way back. It, it was frustrating sometimes, for sure. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it really felt kind of like a cartoon Groundhog's Day for me because I would sort of watch a bunch of these episodes over and over and over again with the hope or the thought <laughs> yeah. of, man, I, I really hope tomorrow is the episode that I'm, I'm excited about. And if it wasn't, you know, I, I, there might have been like maybe like a month or two months where I would kind of like distance myself and be like, I got to lay off the DBZ for a while. Yeah, but it was frustrating because you'd, you'd be getting into it. There was great story to it. You obviously love the characters, some fantastic action to it. But you'd get to a point where you're like, you know, your hero, obviously talking about Goku, who's been the hero, hero from uh, Dragon Ball all the way up through Dragon Ball Super and all of his crazy evolutions um, along that series. You'd get to the point where you're watching him like pretty much at his lowest, like where you think he's just about dead. And then you know that something awesome is coming in the next episode. And yeah, and then they roll back to when Gohan is still like a little kid and he's crying and he get, he's getting trained in the wilderness. And you're just like, son of a bitch. Like, I just want to see the next episode. <laughs> Very frustrating. I think, the, I think the challenge that I've had now is that I, I've sort of kind of what we've talked about in uh, this past month is sort of, you know, what have we been watching and what have we been catching right. up on? And so... Uh, I want to say maybe like a year ago, somebody introduced me to, and I know that this isn't the first time I've mentioned it, Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Yes. Or Dragon Ball Abridged. Like, un, like sort of like and a, not uncut. It's kind of like a, well, they did DBZ re, Kai a for a while on, yeah, it was like a recut on Saturday morning cartoons when they still had those. That was within the last few years before they cut all that stuff off. But I think it's kind of like Abridged, similar. And so I believe that Abridged is some of the English voice actors who have gone back and they have, they have gone through and they have cut out all the filler, all the unnecessary yeah. stuff that you don't need to, and then they've redubbed some of the voices and they've made it, in some ways, really, really hysterical. Yeah. And so they, they've, they've introduced like all the times that like a, like a running counter of all the times that Krillin has died or he's been a little bitch. Right. Uh, and so there's, there's all these crazy things that are in there that like when you see them watching it, you're like, ah, this really doesn't mean anything because there's so much time yeah. in between when the next instance of that happens, they do a great job of compressing everything into something that's, that does not need to be many episodes into like 30 or 40 episodes. Yeah, and, and, and for anybody who hasn't watched any of the Dragon Ball series, like one of the things that they are known for, like infamous for, are like power-up episodes, where literally you're watching the middle of a battle, either it's a tournament or it's a fight to protect the Earth or a fight to protect another planet, and your main guy is just powering up for literally three episodes. And you're just like, on the next Dragon Ball Z. And you're just like, suck, I can't take this anymore. Especially when they reset and go back to the beginning. It's so frustrating. And, and the, if you are thinking to yourself, man, I really hope that for Dragon Ball Super, they've gotten rid of a lot of those unnecessary power-up episodes. Hey, guess what? You're 100% incorrect. <laughs> There's still tons and tons of those. I'm going to say, All of look, I'm going to say, with Dragon Ball Super, it brought me back in because Dragon Ball GT definitely lost me when they changed Goku back into like a little baby child, basically. That irritated right. me to no end. So I kind of gave up on it at that point. For Dragon Ball Super, I came back in and I really feel like they addressed a lot of the concerns that fans have had from previous uh, chapters of this and that they've kind of given people a reason to watch. I mean, that's cool. I, I want to say as somebody who really loved all of DBZ, mm-hmm. and then, like you said, I've kind of fell out of the loop with gt yeah. uh my whole idea right now uh, of watching super again is all of the pain points that i had from dbz okay. is now in the year 2017 it's as if 
it's as if, and I, I don't know, it, this is probably, this reference is going to lose a lot of people, but uh, for my job, I have to use this antiquated instant messaging tool that's called Microsoft Link. It's L-Y-N-C. Of course it is. And if you were thinking in the year 2017, I wish I had a chat program, an instant message chat program with all the same problems in terms of ping, latency, and how the actual software works that I had with AOL Instant Messenger back in 1998. But now in 2017, you would be like, oh man, I should just use Microsoft Link because it's a garbage piece of software. Holy shit. Watching DB Super today was, was so frustrating. I really, it was something where I think I watched maybe, I watched a lot of half or quarter episodes. Really? Yeah, I, there, was, there was very little uh, in it that I found to be very interesting because, it, and Dave, I, I think you understand this as yep. well. Like this show is so cookie cutter in terms of what happens. It's somebody with more power shows up they fight that person and they train and there's a lot of montage where maybe they learn a new technique that they can use against yeah. them. There's a couple smaller battles in between, but then there's a, there's a final battle towards the end where it's either, I don't know, where it's either Goku, where it's either Son Goku who's, who's taking them on and destroying them, or it's Son Goku being a terrible fucking father and throwing his son. He's a, he's a terrible he's dad. He's the worst dad. He's the worst fucking dad. watch it from the, uh, the viewpoint of just like, a really strong dad beating the shit out of his kid. Like oh. it's really rough to watch. But I don't watch it from that viewpoint. I'll say I'll say this. Well go ahead. Finish your point and then I got really a couple quick. selling points hopefully. Sure. So just at the very end of this, it like, you know, oh they beat this big bad guy and then all of a sudden they're just like, guys, we should do a tournament. And then that's a tournament <laughs> that goes on for thirty fucking episodes. Yeah, it's the next arc. Yeah. And there and there's no consequence to it. It's not well, like Well that's where remember I, that remember that point and I'll come back around to it. Right. Well, I mean, you know, in this, they're going to be like, oh, well, you have to fight the, the son of Frieza or you have to fight really mean Winnie the Pooh. And so, I, he was I don't my know, favorite man. character it, from this, this arc. Oh, was he mean, really? No, mean Winnie the Pooh. Mean Winnie the Pooh. He was in like three episodes. No, no I'm just joking. I just like that. It was so... There's literally, look, I love that DBZ or DB Super exists because there is a planet of furries. And if for no other reason, I love that that happens and that exists. That's amazing. <laughs> what the There's fuck? There's a universe of furries. It's crazy. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll say this. Going back to DBZ, one of my all-time favorite like, TV moments was getting to see Goku's... This is the nerdiest thing in the world. I don't care. Was getting to see okay. Goku's first transformation into Super Saiyan on screen, live. Not actually live, but live for sure. me. You know? to see him go up against Frieza as Super Saiyan. But to see that transformation happen on screen, like I lost it as a little kid. Like my face was maybe two inches from the screen. And to watch his hair, it sounds so stupid, but just to watch his hair just go from like the black to blonde and watch his eyes go from brown, black to blue and just watch that switch into like the more pure Aryan race, which is I'm assuming what they were going for. Whoa, Wait, what? what? Huh? Uh, <laughs> we're going to edit that out because that was clearly a joke. <laughs> it was weird going back to that. But I love the fact that he went to like the, the Super Saiyan mode and that, that blew my mind when I was a kid. Now, in DB Super, it's ridiculous. There is uh, Super Saiyan Rosé. Have you met, have you yeah, met them? Yeah, I watched that. Watch Rosé. Super Saiyan, named after a bottle yeah. of wine. Super Saiyan Rosé. It's him. It's, it, wait, it, but let's, let's be very clear yeah. here. It's Gohan versus Black Gohan. No, it's Goku, or, no, it's versus, Goku. versus It's Goku Black versus Goku. Black Goku. Not, who not Black, Black Goku. He's then, not Black. He's just, right, but they just—he's—he's he's wearing. It's black. like it's like negative Goku kind of thing. Okay, 
Yeah. But like negative Goku is then like, you want to see something even prettier? Yeah. And he turns into Super Saiyan Rose yeah. and you're just like, you're a bottle of wine, <laughs> bitch. You're like, you're like yeah, Fuck you're barely you. a bottle of wine even. You're like, you're essentially like Super Saiyan Summer Shandy. Like it's just, <laughs> it's not impressive. Super Saiyan Lining Kugel? Yeah, Super Saiyan Lining Kugel. Super Saiyan uh, Fruit Cooler. What are those? What are those fruity? Oh, like a Rattler? I don't know what a Rattler is. It's a German style shandy. Yeah, that's no, I have no idea. But that no? fits with okay. the Super Saiyan aesthetic. <laughs> but no, I love that they've they've come up with a way. They were like in the '90s, we knew how to turn black hair blonde. Now we know how to use computer generation to make hair like <laughs> look like a flame. So there's Super Saiyan God, where he's basically got like crazy blue looking hair. Yeah. And I like it. Honestly, I like the transformation. I like the original way that he got there. And I like when they go to that level. And it's him. And uh, then when Vegeta he, when learns he fights, it. Yeah. When he fights Beerus. He fights and, Beerus. Then who, and, and I'll talk about Beerus. that in a second, too. Um, okay, cool. And then the Super Saiyan Rose was just ridiculous. Um, there are funny <sighs> things like that where it's kind of like if you take it really seriously, you kind of miss out on the joke. But when you realize that, like, Kakarot, Vegeta, Nappa, Raditz, all these names are names for vegetables in Japan. So it's kind of like the underlying thing is there's a lot of humor going on. They don't take it very seriously, but fans take it uber seriously. So it's kind of a weird juxtaposition. Anyway, like you were talking about for the supercuts of cutting out all the the extraneous crap, if you want to get caught up on Dragon Ball Super, but you don't want to watch 60, 65 episodes of a lot of kind of filler, and there's important story stuff that happens in those episodes, but the same exact stuff is covered in two of the movies, right? So if you watch uh, Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball Battle of Gods, and then you watch Dragon Ball Resurrection F, you will see essentially a condensed version of both of those first two arcs from Dragon Ball Super. I will say this though: yes, there is currently a tournament going on. Of course there is. <laughs> of course That's the is. current arc that we're in. I like it, sure. and I'll tell you why. Yes, it is a tournament. I do like watching the show for the tournaments because you get to see everybody fight and there's not necessarily any stakes. It, it feels just more fun to watch that stuff. Okay. You get to watch them train. You get to watch them interact. You get to see new characters come in like, I don't know, a planet of furries from another universe. Uh, <laughs> and they're doing some fun stuff with that. But what I really like what they're doing with the new one is there are some stakes. So essentially this like creation god is putting on this tournament and then saying whichever universe wins will survive but the other ones will all be erased from existence wow yeah so it's kind of messed up but at the same time it's like oh there are actual stakes because they're erasing entire universes from existence at this point uh so it's not just beerus god of destruction who can destroy a couple planets here or there whenever he wants to it's the gods above him who wipe out all existence for multi universes within the multiverse so we're trying to not make that be us uh, and in order to do that, Goku has to go and round up like the 10 strongest fighters he can find on Earth. So it gives him a chance to revisit the Android saga when he goes to, yes, he goes to Krillin, believe it or not. He gives Krillin a chance to like show what he's been up to for the last 15 years. Uh, he goes to Android 17 and 18, I think, or maybe it's 16 and 17. Uh, I, th- okay. I think it's 16 and 17 because in the original DBZ, yeah. the Cell Saga, he did not have a chance to go up against Android, the male Android. 18. Eighteen. Well, there was one that was like the. Or no, wasn't eight- eighteen? Was like the big guy with a mohawk, I think. Okay. There was like a big guy with weird armor and a red mohawk, and then there were sixteen and seventeen who were like brother and sister. Um, right. Long story short, they're essentially kind of just like super strong humans ish now. There was okay. a chance for Goku to go up against seventeen, which was pretty cool. 
Oh, okay. And they're also like they went back and they they caught up with Tien to see what him and Chao Su were up to. They went back to Yamcha to Nothing. see what he's up to. They're just living. They're living a happy life Basically, together. Basically, and it's it's the two of them. And Roshi is still a pervert. Romantic. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw some of those scenes. Yeah, well, hard to miss. So it's fun that they go back <laughs> and they revisit the, that same cast of characters, but they like update them. They don't make them as strong. They don't just like automatically jump to like Super Saiyan Rose level. Uh, but they are stronger and they're back in the fold. And I like that. I like the fact they're bringing them back in. Yes, it does feel a lot of the same kind of stuff, but I personally just kind of like that nostalgia tip. And that's all if you If you're into it okay. in, in the 90s and love DBZ, and then skipped out because he didn't like what GT was doing or any of the other kind of movies and stuff in between, uh, come back and, and check this out now. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. If you're really bored at people screaming at each other for five or six episodes before they finally do something, maybe this isn't for you. Yeah. Or, so. And this is, one, this is one of the rare exceptions where I say watch the English dub, not the Japanese original audio. I cannot, oh, really? I cannot take their voices in the Japanese audio because it's bad enough that, yeah, they're screaming at each other, but in the Japanese one, he's just like, ah, yeah, 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 whenever he's like punching or anything. I'm just, I can't, I can't do this. At least yeah, the English been, stuff's I've been a little watching, more palatable on the ears. I've been watching the, the original voice cast for this. It's, yeah. Oh, the original <laughs> is challenging. Definitely watch the dub if yeah. you can. They're on, uh, get, on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watch, I'm, I mean, I'm watching them on Crunchyroll right now, too. I just, it's funny just because I think that the entire voice cast, the English voice yeah. cast, became so ingrained in my brain after having watched so much of the stuff on Cartoon Network, uh, you know, around, you know, 99, 2000, uh, and and kind of moving forward that it's, those voices are sort of ingrained. It's very hard for me to get out of that mindset and watch the actual original Japanese voice language. It's tough. Which they do, they do a great job, but I guess I just identify with those other voices. Yeah. And and the only bad thing about watching the dub is that it's, uh, it's behind. So, like, if you're going to watch it on Cartoon Network, they're, I don't even know how many episodes behind, but uh, they're, they're no, going to no. be behind the, the simulcast for the Japanese audio on Crunchyroll. But that's just part okay. of it. I like just keeping up with the story, so it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Oh. Yeah. But speaking of uh, Japanese stuff. Speaking of sacrifice. Yeah, speaking of Japanese stuff and sacrifice and Bushido Code. What about Samurai yeah. Jack? What are, what are your memories of the original series, Jandy Tartakovsky's Samurai Jack back in the early 2000s? So, I... I... I love pretty much anything that Jenny has put yep. out. And so uh, I remember watching the first episode again on Cartoon Network of Samurai yep. Jack when it originally aired uh, because I was in college and I had access to Cartoon <laughs> right. Network. Do you, remember, do you remember if you watched like the test? Uh, they did like a mini movie test thing. It was sort of like test animation, like a okay. maybe an hour long movie. And then, a, and then later it, it uh, went to like a regular series. I mean, I, I have a feeling that I did. I mean, that was like back during a time where like I was watching a lot of stuff yeah. that was on Cartoon Network. I, I, I still remember watching. I still remember watching the first night uh, of Adult Swim yeah. where Augustine Hunger Force was out. So I feel like I feel like it was a it was a time where a lot of that was definitely in the realm of possibilities. I don't remember specifically. I don't either. But I, I just I, in, in doing basic research for it, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that there was like a pilot like uh short movie thing and i don't i can't remember if i watched I mean, that I remember, the first just series yeah i mean i definitely remember them making this like a big event oh, yeah, yeah. you know and then i remember watching uh a lot of jendy's uh clone wars star wars yeah, clone definitely. wars 
um, that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. We have another Star Wars coming out at the end of the year, so maybe we've, we've talked about Clone Wars, haven't? We? Oh, not his. Correct. We haven't. We haven't talked about. Correct. Yeah, we have not talked about his. Or, or Dexter's Laboratory. We didn't get to talk about that either. Yeah, exactly. And there's actually so. a uh, there's a Hotel Transylvania animated series coming to I believe Disney XD. It might be Disney Channel. That's coming oh, up uh, later later this year. Yeah, and that's another one from him. Sure. He's yeah he's done the feature film directing. For those as well so yeah big name and animation but the great thing about him was he's always kind of very independent but also kind of doing things through the studio system like the the best way that he can just trying to make the budget stuff work and and just grinding away at stuff and yeah a real kind of blue collar animator guy yeah so let me ask because i i'm not familiar with this but the the 15 16 year gap that we've had from the end of season four of samurai jack to yeah. now what was sort of the the impetus behind that? What was sort of the reasoning? Well, so Samurai Jack was always kind of like a passion project for Tartakovsky, but it just kind of like ended in 2000, what, at the end of season four, it just kind of ended. They didn't really have a great way to end the series. The series episode, the last episode was just kind of another story in Jack's life. It didn't, let's back up a second. So for people who are not familiar with Samurai Jack, essentially the story, which they tell you at the beginning of every episode, Right. Is that Jack is obviously a samurai who has a magical sword, which is pretty much the only thing that can kill this demon of darkness named Aku. 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 Played by the late uh, Mako. Or Make- Mako? Mako? I think Mako. I think it's Mako. Uh, incredible voice actor. Did a lot of uh, voices in Avatar as well. Avatar The Last Airbender. Died a few years back and has his voice has been replicated pretty well in the new season. Uh, I, I want to say like I don't, I don't have his name off the top of my head, so I don't want to say the wrong name. <clears throat> but anyway, back to the story. So Samurai Jack has to defeat Aku. Aku, facing defeat, opts to use a time portal and send Jack 50 years into the future when, uh, during a time when Aku's power and influence has already corrupted pretty much all of existence. So he is much stronger in the future, and he plops Jack down 50 years from that point to essentially wait until Aku is stronger, and then he can kill him through any number of ways, whether it's by sending assassins after him or sending his own minions after him or just being stronger and kind of squashing him like a bug in a place that he's not familiar with. That was the original right. series. And for four seasons, we watched Jack come into contact with a number of crazy characters. I can't even begin to get into like the crazy variety or just kind of silly versus really awesome characters that he comes into contact with. But he makes a lot of these friendships and enemies along the way, but he never got to face off against Aku again. Not in any right. meaningful way. So to answer your original question, this season was meant to end the series in a way that was uh, fulfilling for Tartakovsky himself, but also for the fans who've been waiting for a uh, conclusion to Samurai Jack. And that's not something that happens very often. So I was super stoked to hear that this was, uh, this was coming out. Now, I will have to admit, I have only, I think there are 10 episodes, 10, 12 episodes in this season? I think it's 10. Yeah. And so I have watched, I've watched the first episode. Okay. And watching it again, the the stylized nature of everything that Jendi does for this, just the 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 battle sequences, the the emphasis on just very small details, yeah. the sound design, all the visuals in this. I don't know. I got so nostalgic watching this first episode, and it's on Cartoon Network. Yeah, by the time you guys are listening to this, the whole thing has wrapped, so you probably will have an easier time finding it than Sean did uh, during the recording. But yeah, but it is. It was so. It was so much fun to watch, and I, I, 
I think maybe one of the big reasons that I did put it mm-hmm. off for so long is one, we've had a lot of other stuff that we've I've been watching yeah. for the show. And then two, I really, and I, I hate to say this in this sort of like binge culture, I really wanted to just be able to sit down on like a Saturday afternoon yeah. and just watch all of this to completion. And I, I know that like every once in a while, like when there, there is that weak pause in between things, like my brain will start kind of going crazy. And so this, I'm extremely excited that all of this has come to a conclusion yeah. so I can kind of just relax, enjoy and watch it. Yeah. The, uh, I was watching this week to week because I, A, I didn't want to be spoiled and B, I was just really enjoying it. And that happens with so few shows, especially cartoons right. these days. So I watched it week to week. It was usually not live airing. It was usually like on demand the next day. So, I mean, if you have Comcast or whatever cable, you can watch it on demand too, if you have Cartoon Network. But um, it's almost like watching these, it's like a 10 hour or a, a five hour movie, right? If you want to think right. of it that way. So it's really weird that it is a, it's set up to be bingeable and it's presented in such a way that one series, one episode connects to the next. So it does feel like a binge watch, but they released it as a weekly series. I don't know. It, it makes more sense as a five-hour movie because they'll pick up at the beginning of one episode where the previous one left off. And, and since it is a five-hour movie, there are like three, there's three separate acts that kind of occur. So the one you were introduced to was Jack as we've never seen him before. So he's armored. He's driving a crazy motorcycle. Oh, he's man. He's got like a rocket launcher and a machine gun. He doesn't have his sword. And we don't know what's up with that. What's up with his crazy beard? Right. Why he's acting cray? Uh, did you meet the, <laughs> did you meet the daughters? Did you really just, have, did you really just say, cray? say cray? Okay. Did you, uh, cray. yeah. Did you meet the daughters, the daughters of Aku? Yes. Okay. So you met sort of the high priestess, the sort of cray. team of assassins. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up? What, what's your response to those before I get too, we're not going to go into too many spoilers because Sean has not been able to finish this either. So I'm going to keep a lot of the fun stuff. Um, oh. I'm going to tease stuff, but I'm not going to, I'm okay. going to try not All to right. do spoilers. Yeah. Uh, it, it just it really looked interesting because the like this this whole episode again as you mentioned Jack's in a, Jack's here he's in, in the future yeah. uh, new and sort of different uh, take and you don't really know why uh, but it's him really kind of struggling with a lot of the guilt yeah. of of what's and going failure on. too which you'll you'll come to learn and it's God. he's just got so many things pressing down on him that it's just like he's like I've been doing this forever. Go ahead. I want to let you finish and then I'll get into. No, but I mean that, but I mean that, that, that hits it, that hits the nail right on the head is that, you know, just like he can't escape this. And like, it's not like he sent himself into the future 50 years. It's not like he's responsible for the predicament that he's in right now. Like this is all Aku's doing. And so he, but he, he is wrapped with guilt to the entire thing. That whole sequence of him just kind of washing his face in the river and just the leaves, and you could see like his dad, uh, and just it's him like crying. It's, oh my yeah. god! But it's like it's like his parent. It's like his dad burning yeah. and saying like, "Why didn't you come back for us? You know, like why didn't you save us?" And it's like there there was no way for him to be able to do that. It was impossible. So uh, yeah, you know? a couple things to mention there. One, Phil Lamar coming back to do uh, the voice, fantastic yes. voice for Samurai Jack. Not the first person you think when you think like, "Oh, Samurai Jack." Yeah, definitely Phil Lamar. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, And he returns for this as well. So that's great. Um, He even says, in kind of a nod to the original opening, he, in his narration to open the episodes, kind of explains what happened. But then he's like, I got to get back, back to the past, Samurai Jack. So it's kind of like he is now understanding that 
he's failed like his ultimate goal. He has to get back to himself. He has to get back to the way he used to be in order to finally fulfill his ultimate uh, destiny of killing Aku and then setting things right again. And fans had never known how that was going to look. A lot of fans were like, he's going to get back to the past and be able to kill him. He's going to kill him in the present and forge a brighter future. He's going to travel to the future and kill him at another time. Nobody knew. And I mean, now we know because the, the finale's come out, but I'm going to leave that one as a teaser because it's really interesting mm, the way they, yeah. they chose to do that. And I will say it's a bittersweet ending, but it's, a, it's an ending and it's a good conclusion. Um, good. I'll also say, yeah, as I was talking to how there, there's kind of three acts. Well, the first act is sort of introduction to Jack and the daughters of Aku, and they are possibly the most uh, worthy adversaries for him in the entire run. Because they dog his every step. It's like I had my eyes like almost glued to the screen watching like them attacking him and him evading. But every time he would evade one attack, there were five other girls like they're ready to just like attack him as well. And it's just my words are not quite living up to the animation that is on screen. But it's amazing to watch how fluid the animation is and how tense the entire sequence of all of his battles. And they range from like open fields to crypts to uh like tunnels to jungles to rivers to all they're just dogging him the whole way through and then i'll give i'll give one little thing away they these are humans these are these are living creatures these are creatures who have been born and bred uh with sort of the blessing of aku to go after jack and kill him jack doesn't know this he spent his entire like five seasons at this point battling robots and androids and and plant creatures and things that are like you know, sort of expendable. So he can cut the head off a robot assassin. No big deal. They can just bolt that sucker back together. But at one point he kills one of these daughters of Aku and realizes that she's like bleeding, bleeding out profusely from like an arterial wound. And he's just like, holy shit. Like the guilt from that like weighs down on him more than anything else. And that carries through the rest of the season too. And that has important implications when it comes to something from the past that happened to him, which is why he no longer has his sword. And that's where I'll leave that. Mm, Okay. The Daughters of Aku also play a really important role in the maturity level of this new season. So this new season is not really for kids. It's kind of for people who watched Samurai Jack when they were kids or young adults and are now coming back to see where he is, you know, 12, 15 years later. So it's much more mature. It's more violent. It's bloodier. The thematic material is a lot more mature. It makes you think a little bit more. It makes you kind of engage your emotions a little bit more. And that's not knocking the original series at all, which did that very well. There's like, there's basically kind of nudity. They play around with it a little bit more. There's sexual situations that that happen, um, which some people were creeped out by, to be honest, because they are used to watching Samurai Jack from like 2001 and not Samurai Jack now. And I really liked it because that gave him a chance to be like an actual human not just this character who was supposed to be this white knight that would go out and defeat darkness. It gave him like human qualities and it was really well done. And that plays into the third act where we get a final confrontation. And I won't say what happens because it's definitely worth a watch, but it's a, it's a tough one. If you've been with Jack over the course of 15 years, 16 years, and you, you see this final episode, you're going to have some tough moments, but it's definitely worth a watch. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, good stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited now that it's concluded yeah. and now that it's accessible uh, to really kind of dig down into this. The only, so. the only warning I would say is don't Google Ashi. A-S-H-I. Don't Google Ashi. Cause I, I've already spoiled that for myself. Well, not even just bit. because of spoilers, but because in the middle of this, I was just like, what was that one thing with Ashi? And I Googled it and I was just like, ah, 
the the fan artists, the deviant artists out there, have been having a good time with Hashi. Oh, okay. Like, oh, I feel not great about this. So clear browser. Yeah, so history. after I saved a bunch of files to a private folder, uh, yeah, we're all good. Fair enough. Yeah. Now these are, these are both <laughs> worth a watch. I mean, Samurai Jack definitely for a nostalgia factor and to get a sense of conclusion. DB Super just if you want to see a bunch of bonkers, essentially superheroes smashing into each other and screaming at each other for a half an hour. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else from uh, this round, bud? Ah, I think that's it, man. Cool. That's been a fun chat. I love getting a chance to just like geek out about uh, cartoons that we're watching. That's been fun. But well, it's extremely exciting just because I can't wait to actually uh, sit down and kind of watch some more yeah. of these. So this is uh, this is absolutely. Good. So what do you have going on in the next couple of weeks for our folks out there in listener land? Guys, as always, I perform live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. You can find tickets and showtimes at Washington Improv Theater, which is at witdc.org. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Paul Ellis. Dave, what are you up to? You can find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. You can also find me on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. If you're interested in finding out more about this here show, you can head on over to our Patreon page. We'd be ever so glad if you did. Patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons. Remember, it's morning with a U, like in Super or Samurai Jack. Uh, Stretching it, stretching it. You can also head on over to our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Check out uh, Twitter, at Morning Tunes. Take a look at Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep the conversation going on Facebook. And listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And as always, if you want to talk Samurai Jack, Dragon Ball Super, I almost combined those two titles, which would have been weird. If you want to talk about anything at all, <laughs> send us an email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Next week, we've got a fun episode for you. At least it's fun for me, because I get to talk about one of my own pseudo original ideas for a half an hour uh okay yeah. cool should we do and tease any more than that uh yeah yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's talk about it we're gonna be doing some fan casting yeah. some a little half yeah. fanfic half fan casting we're essentially taking ideas that we may have covered on this show before that we may not have but would like to and we're seeing how they could be kind of repurposed as either reboots new series possibly live action movies and we're gonna right. bring a couple of ideas to you guys and float them out there in case any hollywood producers are listening <laughs> and if you are remember uh that's dave that's d-a-v-e trombore uh he's got a u like uh you know dragon ball super <laughs> like super yeah. um so yeah just uh it should you be wanna... fun i've never actually i've never actually done one of these fan casts and i know that you have yeah, dave in my mind all the time and so yeah and so this will be this is this is going to be a challenge for me to actually put this stuff down on paper and be like, I'm going to think do this you have, through. Do you have any properties in mind that you want to tease? Uh, I don't. I'm actually, I'm going to go back and look through a lot of the stuff that we have, but uh, believe it or not, I'm probably going to look for some of the worst stuff that we've You know watched. what? Honestly, that's a really good way to do it because there is some stuff that had cool ideas back in the day, just bad execution. And I really think there's some cool stuff there to mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll tease. I'll just say power extreme. Ah, uh, I know where yeah, you're going a with lot this. Of people I'm do, really excited. Sure. I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited. It sounds like you to, say I'm sad, which is like a combination of excited and sad. I'm always excited. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I well, know it's challenging. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, everybody! Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out. <laughs>